everybody. Welcome to B.O. Boys for Thursday, October 1st. Fuck it. It's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. I'm Pat. Live from Shed. How is Shed tonight? How's Shed treating you? A little chilly. Okay. But I mean, that's what you want out of Shed. You don't want to be, you don't want to be comfortable in Shed. Oh, I'm comfortable. Okay. I'm a little too comfortable. Well, then that's a problem. I mean, I think as this show goes on, I'm hoping Shed uh, challenges your comfort a little bit. Well, I will either change Shed or Shed will change me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's a 50-50 right now. Right. Or you will become Shed at some point and Shed will become you. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. All right, I, that that sounds like a Robert De Niro, but war bit, with war bit. war with Grandpa is not until next week, so we still have a little time before we get war with Grandpa Robert De Niro. Well, I'm workshopping it. I feel like we should do more characters, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. more impressions. Well, we've gotta we've gotta get a read on Grandpa, so I think by next week's show. We both need to have a good De Niro grandpa mm. to do here. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, listen, not to skip past this week's show, but I feel like next week is going to be all war with grandpa all the time. You know, so once once war with grandpa comes out, this show is a, a, a full war with grandpa news central. Yes. But Don't we're go not... anywhere else for your news about the war. Mm-mm. With Grandpa, mm-hmm. it's going to be war coverage. This yes, is, this is our. This is like we're embedded. I, yes, I, I. This is CNN ninety two Gulf War. Yes. This is De Niro is our Scud missile. Just imagine we are we we when when we are speaking. Mm-hmm. It's it's that uh, that green. That everything is when you see it in in night vision goggles. Yes, yes. Which may be what you're using when you talk about the war with Grandpa as you broadcast from Shed. Yeah, I should I should do that. I should I should get a pair of night vision goggles. Yeah, I think that would help the podcast a lot. I think because worst we've case, got. I throw mm-hmm. it in my bug out bag. Yes, yes. Because you're gonna bug out. Uh, I mean, we're all going to have to bug out at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't, I, don't, don't get it twisted. I don't think... Don't get it twisted, Pat. I never, I never get it twisted. You know that. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've got to prepare for our, uh, next week. Again, not skip past this week because we've got a huge show this week. But next week begins the official war coverage here on the BO Boys. Yeah. So until then, though, Clayton, we have got some big news, got some theater opening news with a catch. We've got a big letter that we'll be talking about that was written by almost all of Hollywood, though not everyone. Signed Uh, by, not written by. It wasn't, I mean, it was signed by. I don't think they each, I don't think it was one of those things where like put a letter like put one word and then I write the next word and then you write the next word. Although I would like to read that letter. So this was not an, a, an exquisite corpse letter. This was just someone wrote a letter. Everyone else signed it. Yeah. 
Okay, well, we'll get, to, we'll get to the letter, but Clayton, do we want to start off with the box office top 10? Let's just do the five, because this is pathetic and, and, and not worth talking about anything underneath five. So we're talking about the weekend of September 25th to the 27th. Number one, again, for the fourth week, Tenant, $3.4 million, down 27.7%. It's in 2,850 theaters. Dropped theaters. Down 80 theaters. This thing is dropping theaters. Yeah, and I mean, you could see what's getting the theaters, which seem to be catalog titles are getting the theaters back. Yes. Because, well, because all the other movies have fled and it's not making sense for these big studios to sacrifice these new movies to a public that doesn't want to go see them. Mm-hmm. So, um, Tenet, yeah. just real quick, total gross right now, total domestic gross, $41.2 million, which was a number that we were calling for the first week and a half of this movie. Yes, Yes, not that we thought it would do well, but we thought that'd be what Warner Brothers announced was $40 yes. million. We thought there was a chance. The idea that now a month into the domestic run of Tenet, it has only made $41 million. Again, we've been beating this drum. It's not just the pandemic. Tenet mm-hmm. is a movie that people didn't want. I mean... Here, here, we've been talking about Tenant so much. Here's something to throw out there. What would Tenant have made if it had come out in normal times? Because I think it's clear Tenant was going to be the Nolan movie that finally, to some degree, bombed or underperformed. I don't think Tenant was going to be Dunkirk was going to be Inception, was going to be Interstellar. I think it's clear the people didn't want Tenet and didn't like it and didn't give it good word of mouth. If we're talking about Tenet coming out amongst the other big movies of mm-hmm. the summer, so there was other things to see. People had already seen big blockbusters. There was other, other movies that were going to come out near it. I think it makes... 41 opening weekend. Yes, just on the just on the name the you know the, that movie is predestined to open fine. Yeah. But I do think it would hold better because people would buy into the concept of you have to see it more than once to understand it. And so you're going to get two viewings. One I'm confused and then the second one is I thought I'd be less confused, but now I'm just annoyed. And then they don't see it again. Right. Where some of his other movies, say Interstellar or Inception, people really liked the experience. And so they went more than once. Mm-hmm. Part of it was trying to figure out the puzzle box. The other part of it was, well, I just really like these actors. I really like th- this experience. So I'm going to go again, even if I don't fully understand it. And mm-hmm. even if there's not anything to understand because here's the big thing that people always give too much credit 
to people like Nolan. Maybe it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Is like we're all trying to pretend like it will make sense at some point. But it's not going to make sense because it probably doesn't make sense. Right. Which could but be don't fine. Always assume, don't always assume that something is over your head. It mm-hmm. might just not make sense. Right. Right. You might not be as dumb as you think you are. Yes. So that's a, a message to our listeners, both Coastal Elites and the Stacks, not just the Stacks. You know, when I said that, people would think I'm only saying about the Stacks, but Coastal Elites too. You're Coastal not as dumb. Too. You're not as dumb as you think you are. But of yeah. course, that message is heavily directed at the stats, the Stacks. Um, we all assume that. So yeah, I mean, Tenet, it's good. It seems like it's not going to hit 50 million domestic. Do you, where where do we think this tops out? Do we think it crosses 50 just because it's going to be playing in theaters for the next seven months by default? But I don't. The thing is, they're going to have to put it in. Uh, they're going to have to put it on PVOD at some point because I just don't think more people are going to the theater at this point because it's going to start getting cold. I mean, Shed is chilly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when Shed gets chilly, I start to think flu season. Right. I mean, we're going to get, and I don't want to be, I'm not going to say it's catastrophic, but we're going to get hit hard by flu season this year. People are going to want to stay in once it gets cold. They don't want to go to, they're not going to want to go to the theaters. So yeah. this is going to just dip like they they're going to need to pull the plug on this film at some point and make it available on PVOD, rake in whatever money you can, because it's at 300 million foreign, mm-hmm. which isn't great, but it's good. It's not a catastrophe like 300 million foreign is a normal ish number for a big movie like this. I mean, I guess it's an underperform if it's a Marvel movie or something at that level. But, I mean, it does show the situation that foreign theaters are in compared to uh, uh, U.S. theaters. We're like 300 million. This is a movie that probably would have made, what, 500 million uh, foreign? Yeah, I would think. So it's not that far off. But Uh, this is what Tenet needs to do. It needs to find a good PVOD window to drop in, like around Thanksgiving... Mm-hmm. where people are all around each other, or if you don't have anybody to be with, you might want something special to watch at home by yourself. Tenet would fit that bill. Yeah, and I think Tenet is a movie that could could still drop as like a $30 premium PVOD and let it be that's the only way you could get it for like a month or two. Yeah, like basically treat treat it as if it never came out in theaters. Tenet has to basically make you forget about this whole theatrical run. It's got to try and convince people, "Hey, this is the fir- this is the first time you actually have a chance to see Tenet." Try and convince people you didn't reject this already. You didn't choose not to watch this the last month. You just didn't have the chance. And Tenet's the type of movie that might be able to do that because it's all based in in fuckery. And here's what you do. You drop you drop a director's cut 
Mm-hmm. You drop This Is The Way. Yes. Nolan wants you to see it at home. Yes. So it's, yes. it's instead of being all about the theaters. Okay. Tenet was what it was in the theater. That's how he, Nolan, wanted it to be seen against everybody's better judgment, against most doctors would tell you not to go see Tenet, but Nolan somehow knew better. Mm-hmm. But then he just, just reversed course, Nolan. It'll bring some goodwill because you can say, you know what? I realized that a lot of people weren't able to see this in the theater, which I would have preferred. But now I'm going to make the Tenet at home experience special. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it that Nolan special juice that people like or used to like. And this is going to be the special at home version of Tenet that you can only see at home. Yeah. And he just, there, there's probably four hours of this movie on the floor. So just dartboard it. Just, you know, throw throw a bunch of footage on the wall, throw a dart at it, and you put that 30 minutes in the movie. Whatever hasn't been overexposed. Yep. Yep. I Yeah, exactly. You throw all of the, the film into a room, blast all the lights, and then bring it in and whatever footage isn't ruined, just yeah. just put that in the movie. Let God take it. It doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah, he's got to, I would say, almost go even stronger. Because, again, I think their PVOD run is going to be based around making you forget about this abysmal theatrical run. And Nolan comes on TV night after the election. You know, people need something new to move on to. So night after the election, Nolan comes on TV uh, you know, buy some time on all three networks, like Ross Perot style. And he says, I always meant for this to be seen at home. And this is the movie that's going to save the home viewing experience. Okay. And, and, and really go with that, that Tenet is the savior. It was never the savior of theatrical. It was always meant to be the savior of your television set. Your TV needs saving, and Tenet is the savior. $35 PVOD, half-hour bonus footage of whatever I didn't ruin of the extra footage. You know, I don't think he should even buy time. Okay. I feel like it'd be cooler if he did a thing like, do you remember... Back in the day, there is this video that was going around of this guy dressed, had a Max Hedrum mask on, and he busted into, like, a local TV station. Okay. And he was just, he just showed up on screen, and people were like, what's going on? I think he does that. I think he just, he just hijacks the frequency, bro. So Nolan just takes over, like, KTLW, uh... Wisconsin. I think he takes over some of these small market mm-hmm. TV stations. Okay. And then and then people start sharing the videos. That's interesting. That's interesting. So he pirates himself onto local broadcasts and lets the internet do the rest. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, Tenant might not have a ton of marketing money in the budget left after this theatrical run so him busting into local tv stations might be just all they have budgeted for 
Because yeah, all, it all would it would it would cost a lot to buy out a major network prime time. Yes, like Perot was a billionaire. We forget that. Yeah, Nolan's got Batman money, but that ain't that ain't uh, Ross Perot money. No, it's not oil money. So I think that's the way to do it. And then yeah, you just even need one station, and then just let it go viral. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that that would be pretty big. And again, especially we're talking post-election, so news cycles looking to move on, and Nolan hijacking local stack city, you know, or stack town uh, TV stations. That would probably be just what the news cycle needs. Yeah, I think so. so yeah. So I like think, it. I like it. So we don't think this movie makes it to 50 domestic. I mean, it's Even hard with, to say no because just by default, it's going to be out there because they may put it on PVOD and just let it stay in theaters. I mean, it's going to be it's it's just going to be tenant in theaters is just going to be that creepy house at the end of the street that has like a, a an old lady that everyone thinks is a witch living inside of it yeah you know it's like no one's taking care of it no one's going there people are spooked out by it but it's there and i kind of feel like tenant as a theatrical experience is that you know uh old lady living in the decrepit house at the top of a hill it's there we got to think, though, now a lot of theaters are not open all week. They're going to some theaters are moving to weekends or even just weekend nights. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be less even if it's on the same amount of screens, there's going to be less showings of this film. Right, right. It's not going to reach many more theaters than it already has. Even OK, you open New York, you open California. Is that going to do enough to bump it? I mean, maybe it makes it over it makes it over fifty. But I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I just have it in my head that theaters are going to start closing back down. Right, right. They're either going to close down completely, or they're going to go to very limited showings. That's that's my thought. I really am not feeling positive about the. The way the COVID cases are moving, the way this winter is going to be bad health-wise, even just with the flu and colds and things like that, that are going to make you more susceptible. Right. I don't think people are going to risk that for Tenet. Yeah. Um, I agree. So let's just, we always like to have long-term interest here on the show. Let's do a little over-under. Um, let's put Thanksgiving Day as our endpoint, just to have a, a big endpoint. I will say over fifty million. You're gonna go under fifty million as total well, domestic gross. To make or, it fun, I've got to, right? I gotta have the other I'm not gonna You gotta have the other one, yeah. I gotta have the other one. So I'm gonna say under fifty. Under fifty. Okay. Perfect. But even if it goes over fifty, it ain't going to sixty. No. There's no chance to hit sixty. All right. Well, let's let's get off tenant. Uh, number two, New Mutants. Mm-hmm. One point one million 
$1,000, down 35.7%. Still in about 2,305 theaters. It dropped 213 theaters. It's at $19.4 million. It's made almost half of what Tenet has made. Mm-hmm. And it's making a third of what Tenet is making right now. So you said this last week. This There's people who are going to the theater to see this instead of Tenet. Yes, 100%. That's definitely happening. Which is bizarre. And that just shows you that New Mutants is the kind of movie that should have came out. Mm-hmm. Tenet was not the right kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Because even though New Mutants had tortured history, it was known it was known around the world as an edge movie. Mm-hmm. It still had enough people to almost make this a $20 million film. I mean, it's going to go over $20 million, which is way more than it would have made if it was in a crowded field. Here's, here's something that'll be a nice hook for people next week. So back in olden times, when certain movies would cross big thresholds, usually $100 million, like when Little Women crossed $100 million domestic, when Bad Boys crossed 200 domestic, we would do a little something, a little tradition that the, the wannabe old boys, wannabe old girls, they would love it, which is we would clap. We mm. would read Little Women, Greta Gerwig's hit film, has crossed 100 100 million domestic, and on air we would clap for that film. So I'm proposing that next week, if the New Mutants, which it looks like it will, crosses that $20 million threshold, we clap on air for the New Mutants. What do you think? Let's do it. I'm down. Let's do it. You know, it's a new world. Obviously, we would... We're someday we're we, we're looking forward to clapping for movies crossing 100 million domestic. That'll happen. We'll get there. But for now, I think 20 million for New Mutants is clap worthy. Oh yeah, and there's not much to clap about right now. Mm-hmm. Well, in, people in in general. Right, right. And people stopped clapping. Remember at the beginning of the pandemic, there was. Uh, at least in New York and I think other cities, there was the evening clap. That's gone. There's no more clapping. You know, you can't attend a sporting event and clap. Um, you really can't clap back because, you you know, social distancing, so you can't clap back. Um, there's no clapping going on. So I think next week on this show, we clap for the new mutants. All right, I'm down. I hope, okay. let's hope it goes over 20. It looks like it will. It's gotta. Yeah, yeah. Unless it gets pulled completely from theaters for some weird contractual reason that we're not aware of. I, I think it's a lock that it hits 20 next week and we clap. So number three, unhinged. Mm-hmm. $967,000, down 24.5%, still in 2,182 theaters, dropped about 142 theaters. It is now at $17.1 million. Great job, Solstice Studios. Mm-hmm. This is a film that actually went up from last week. It was at number four. It is now back at number three. 
So again, this is a good movie to put out during the pandemic. People loved it. Great drive-in film. So we've talked a lot about Unhinged, but does this have any chance to make 20? Oh, that, so it's at 17.1. So it's got 3 million to go. It's at, it made 967 this week. So now we're probably going to start looking at you know, 700,000 next week, 500,000 the week after that. I mean, God, does it have three? It's, I don't know. I don't know if this has 3 million domestic left in it. I think we got to be happy with it making 18 mm-hmm. plus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it hits 20, then it gets a clap for sure. That's the new clap threshold. Yeah. Yeah. Although we some, didn't clap for Tenet when it made 20 because that was – the Boo Birds came out for that one. Right, right. Sometimes something that you would think gets a clap gets a boo, but that's that's life. So, but yeah, I, I, I don't think it makes 20. It would be great if it did. I think drive-ins are going to start closing because of the cold, so that's going to take a lot of its business away. Yeah. Unhinged is a movie that – because it didn't come out until August – Right. Unhinged ended up coming out seven weeks ago. So that is, yeah, it was a a early August release or mid August. That when you think back, if Unhinged had come out in drive-ins early in the summer, it probably could have done great drive-in business all summer and then rode the wave of the open hardtops. Like mm-hmm. I'm I far from me to take away what Salsa Studios has done here, but in retrospect, maybe they would have been better served just opening unhinged early in the summer and letting no. it play. No, 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 because unhinged did a service to it did a service to theaters that Tenant mm-hmm. did not. Mm-hmm. Tenant was like we said attached, unhinged. I'm sorry, was attached to Tenant to open a hole mm-hmm. it was the blocker mm-hmm. it went in and opened a a wide hole so that tenant could run through it and that's tenet true. stumbled because unhinged would have then been able to run in its wake mm-hmm. it would have been able to run in tenant's wake but tenant was not the film to get people back in the theater because if tenant would have drew more people back in the theaters they would have then went to see unhinged Right. That's that true. That didn't happen. So Unhinged did its job. Tenant did not do its job. So you can't blame Unhinged. Unhinged came out at the right time. Mm-hmm. It came out at the right time. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. I'll buy that. I'll buy that for a dollar. Okay. Number four. Catalog film showing up. Mm-hmm. Star Wars episode... What is this, five? Five. The Empire Strikes Back. $908,000 made. Oh, so made that in the weekend. And then it's in 2,097 theaters. And here's the thing about this. This is making, this is, is, this is making these studios realize Tenant bombed, so we can't put new product out here that has any chance of making any sort of money. 
let's just go back to the old standbys. Yep. And I think that's what's going to happen. I think you're going to see Jurassic Park come back. I think you're going to see the fucking Goonies come back. I think you're going to see all this bullshit because that's the thing that's keeping the lights on. Mm-hmm. That's the stuff that's keeping the lights on. And here's the thing. You know, I don't want to be harsh, but let these Star Wars nerds go and expose themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, the Star Wars nerds, they're going there with masks on anyway. They're wearing Darth Vader helmets. They're wearing uh, Boba Fett. Darth Maul. Darth Maul helmets, Boba Fett helmets. Um, just your your regular, uh, what are the, the guys in the white suits? What are they called? Stormtroopers, they're going dressed as stormtroopers. So they're they're protected. It's not even about let these nerds go in there and get sick. It's like the nerds are pandemic proof. So they're the ones who should be filling up these theaters. You're right. You're right. I mean... Because we don't want anyone to get sick, but they're not going to get sick because they're covered in plastic and, and memorabilia. We want box office oh. numbers high, and we want COVID numbers low. So I think, yeah, just fill these theaters up with Star Wars films and say it's not even that you have to wear a mask. You've got you to wear – You have to come as a character. You have to come as a character. But you have to come as an, a part of the Empire because none of the good guys cover their faces, which right. is weird when you think about it now. What does that say about Lucas? Right, right. It is it is a weird message when you watch the Star Wars films now because, like, Darth Vader is doing it right. You know, yeah. Darth Vader, you hear him in there. He's breathing heavy in that helmet, but he's not getting a drop of uh, saliva on you. There are no, no droplets. Fil- and that's filtered air mm-hmm, mm-hmm. coming in and out. Right. So, so, you know what? Star Wars, the, the Rebels are on the wrong side of history, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well, it, it, the thing is, Star Wars did happen a long, long time ago. So it is pre-pandemic. All right. That's the one those, thing the, I'll give the Rebels. But obviously, Darth Vader was prepared. That's the thing. He he knew. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, that's. I think it's important now when we look at the Star Wars movies that the good guys don't wear masks, and mm-hmm. that is bad. Mm-hmm. But everyone loves Darth Vader, actually. So I don't know about that. Yeah, this is this is turning into a uh, cut scene from a Kevin Smith film, right now. Listen, he's got fans. Yeah, I mean that's the type of thing that should be out in theaters. The reboot. Jay and Silent Bob reboot should be in theaters right now. If Double Jay, feature. Jay making, and Silent, Jay and Silent of it okay. and the actual movie. Yes, yes. What is that called? You just watched it. I just watched it. It is called. Oh, it's some kind of stoner joke. I forget. I it's just like watched. Boochies. It's is it Snoochy Boochies, the making of Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Um, it is called. Oh my god, I'm looking up right now. I just watched it. Um it is impossible to find what that is. I think I watched this. It is called Magnum Dopus, the making of Jay and Silent Bob reboot. 
And nice. it is it is longer than the Jay and Silent Bob movie. Well, the making of a movie takes longer than the, the runtime of a movie, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense to me. But, yeah, I agree. They should put Jay and Silent Bob reboot out in theaters, put Magnum Dopus out in theaters. Do you think the, either of those movies crack the top ten if they are released yes. in uh, theaters next week? A fucking hundred percent. Mm-hmm. You should see some of this shit at the bottom of this of this thing here. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely there's enough view askew fans. There's enough people who who are, are smod heads. And they would also go in Star Wars helmets. Of course. To see Jay and Silent Bob reboot. They would all go in Darth Vader helmets. That see that is such that is such a brilliant idea that you came up with. That you just put movies in the theaters where these psychos are going to wear masks anyway. Yes. Yes. We need more helmet-based movies to come out now. Yes. We need more characters that wear helmets. Yes. Full facial coverings. Yes. Even football movies, because I know football helmets have big openings in the front, but it at least creates that distance between people because the helmets jut out so much. So maybe... You know, you put Necessary Roughness back in theaters. You put uh, Any Given Sunday out there. So at least people wear football helmets. See, I, I will, although, you know, I'm being very... I guess I'm, that doesn't I'm, help. I guess well, that doesn't help. You need face only, coverings. No, I think it's a good idea. Pat, I like this. Listen, I'm not, I don't want to poo-poo on your ideas because these are all great ideas. We're just wood, wood shopping this right now. We're just trying but, to save the theatrical business. Yeah. Listen. If we don't do it, who's going to? Because it doesn't look like anybody else is trying. Now, the thing with football helmets is that they give people a false sense of invincibility. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. once you strap a football helmet on somebody, they're going to think they're invisible. Right. Uh, Not invisible. I'm sorry. Invincible. Invincible. Like the movie Invincible starring Mark Wahlberg as a football player. Exactly. So they're going to think... I'm a I'm a big you know I'm a football player I can't get sick I right. I can run through walls I will never get a brain injury these are all bad things to make people think right now so right. I but I do like the fact that masks some sort of mask some sort of well I've got it. something that completely covers your face I've got the perfect movie catalog movie to re-release and you could r- dump ten of them at the same time which Shoot. is the Friday the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Oh. That's fucking great. Yep. And everyone has to come dress as Jason. Everybody must be Jason. Everyone must be Jason. To get into this theater, you must be dressed like Jason. So everyone comes in a hockey mask. And there is no more protective uh, pandemic facial covering than a hockey mask. That's that's brilliant. Would a Mike Myers mask do the same thing? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Jason is just a bastardized Mike Myers. So, but, you, but you, I mean, you put that William Shatner, that weird William Shatner mask on right. that is the Halloween mask. Right. And and that will even do more to protect. Yeah. So I mean, put out these Halloween films oh, here. That's it. That's what saves movie theaters in October is you put out all the Halloween movies. You put out all the Jason movies and it is mandatory that you come dressed as Mike Myers or Jason. Yeah. And and, and you then can, can you, you dress you as could, Mike you Myers? Do a, 
to a Jason movie. Oh, yes. I think you give people that option. Okay. I think you give people that option. I don't um, know it, why somebody would, but I, it just with so many people like were, you know, so many people talking about about being able to to do what they want to do nowadays at the very right. least allow somebody to wear a a a a, 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 a Jason mask to a Halloween movie if they want right. or vice versa. Right. And you know what? I mean, you could also re-release all of the Freddy movies, but you've got to wear the the Halloween store Freddy pullover mask. You know, the one yes. that is like covers both the front and back of your head and down to your neck. Like one of those masks. And let me ask you, Pat. Yes. What does Freddy wear on his hands? He wears razor hand fingers. Well, oh, and they? gloves. He wears gloves. gloves. Yes. So you got to wear Freddy gloves. You got to wear Freddy gloves. You could wear any of the three masks. You could wear the Jason hockey mask. You could wear the Mike Myers, William Shatner mask. Or you could wear the full head covering, pull down Freddy mask. So you could wear any of those three masks. But you also have to wear Freddy gloves. Even if you are dressed, no matter who you are. So you could go with a Jason mask. But you've got to wear the Freddy gloves in order to get to the movie theater. I mean, did we save theaters? I mean, I think we at least are getting them through October with this plan. This yeah, is so how you gotta... get through October. Get Tenet out of there. Tenet goes to PVOD. Uh, Nolan uh, gets himself pirating a local TV station to announce the PVOD release of Tenet. And instead in theaters, you put out the Jason, Freddie and Mike Myers movies and yeah, masks Pat, are mandatory. God, I want to see, cause on box office mojo right now, they're going down to the top 35 fucking movies on this list. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Cause movies are making $151 in the theaters. I want to see, by the end of October, I want to see this chart packed Mm -hmm. with Freddy movies, Mm -hmm. with Halloween movies, Mm -hmm. with Jason movies. Yeah. You could fill a top 30 with all of those movies. Scream. Scream mask. And the scream mask, of course. All four screams. Put those babies out. Jesus. This is, why aren't people not thinking of this? I mean, this is a situation because right now theaters are only allowed to play, you know, 20% capacity, 25% capacity. Everyone's going to be spread out. I'm not saying you could go up to 100% capacity, but if you had mandatory, you know, you can't take it off. Your Scream mask, your Freddy mask, your Jason mask, your Halloween mask, stay on the whole time you could start getting more people into these theaters. Or your Darth Vader mask. You could wear a Darth Vader mask to anything because it's just such good face covering. I mean, a Darth Vader mask is the best thing to wear in a pandemic. We, Yeah, they will not turn you away from Jason X if you are dressed like Darth Vader. No. Here's a I big think, one. Here's one okay. last big one. Can you go 
see a, a Halloween movie, a Friday the 13th movie, a Scream movie, a Freddy movie, and you're wearing a Shrek mask. Mm. No, because I think then what you're doing is any mask will do. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. the thing the thing that will get people in is that it's thematic. Yes, that's true. Because any sort of Halloween costume mask will do give some sort of protection. But mm-hmm. are you going to get people to wear a Shrek mask if they're going to see a Jason movie? Right. They'd or will like, the... well, well, why can't I just wear any like latex right. mask? It's like right. no, no, no. The point is, is that. This is fun for you. Yes, yes. Like, I'm telling you, this is fun for you. Mm-hmm. You're wearing Freddy gloves and a full uh, Jason mask and the jumpsuit that Michael Myers wears, and you're loving this. This is right. the best night of your life. Right. And if you're that guy, you're going to see a Scream movie, and you have on the Jason mask, the Michael Myers jumpsuit, and the Freddy gloves. And you're seeing a screen movie and then you turn to your left and you see a guy walking into the theater and he's dressed as Shrek. You're going to say, what am I doing here? This isn't what I signed up for. And this guy's making fun of me. Exactly. And this this guy's guy's taking a piss. Right. He's taking a piss. He's dressed as Disney Shrek. Uh, This is not why I came out to the theater. I'm not coming back. So you don't want that situation. So you're right. You cannot dress as Disney Shrek going to see one of these October horror movies. And and here's the other thing. People might think, well, all of these... And it's not Disney Shrek. I'm sorry, it's DreamWorks Shrek. Of course. I wasn't going to jump on you for that because you had so many good ideas coming up to that. Right. I, I mean, the whole, let, the whole Shrek the thing throws boys, me off. I was going to let our fans rip you apart for that. Mm-hmm. No, see, the, the thing with having all these horror icons present is that, okay... One person shows up to a theater dressed like Jason, full regalia, with Freddy gloves. Mm-hmm. You're afraid what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Truly, you'd be afraid of what they were going to do, even if they showed up for a Jason movie. Mm-hmm. But when everybody's dressed like a horror icon, yep. you're not going to be... I mean, there are there you know there is the Freddy versus Jason thing that they have. They do have a beef. But I do think if you are going to start violence, you're dressed like Freddy, you turn around, and you're going to pick a fight or try to do violence on a Jason, there's like 10, 15, 20 other Jasons that are just going to jump right in. Right. And and start whooping that ass. So I feel like there's not going to be any violence because even if I'm dressed in the scream mask, which normally if I'm around normal people dressed in a scream mask, I would feel some sort of power. Mm-hmm, but I mm-hmm. turn around, I'm in a screen mask, and I turn around and I see, uh, I see uh, Michael Myers. I'm thinking, I don't want to tangle with the original. Right, right. So it's right. going to minimize or uh, make violence non-existent. Yeah, definitely less attractive. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think this is the way to go. I think for right now... Get, you know, go see Star Wars with your Darth Vader mask on. But October should be a flood of the big classic horror movies. And it's mandatory to go in costume with the masks. That's brilliant. Yeah. Great. 
All right, so that's a number four. Star Wars Empire Strikes Back was number four. And then what do we number have as five, number five? Number five, Infidel, $761,000, down 45% in 1,885 theaters. Added theaters, 161 theaters. Its QM is 2.6. This movie's dropping down. Whoever was Whoever went to see this movie last week, uh, saw it, and this thing is going to be creeping down the charts. So that's our top five. Yeah. I mean, I guess the only one to note in the rest of the top 10 is Miranda July's Kajillionaire open this week at number nine at $215,000 in 529 theaters. Uh, and that is its current domestic total $215,000 anything you'd like to add about focus features kajillionaire nope all right that's our top 10 well it's I mean it's the top five I mean top five plus top five plus a number nine this week I think that's what we do we'll spotlight something that's interesting but otherwise no need to mention anything below five okay Fair enough. That's 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 just I think going forward. I think going forward. Unless so, we want to mention the two RBG movies that came out, that got re-released. Yeah, I think we're good. Okay. So, do we want to talk about this letter, or do we want to talk about there's two news stories that we already teased that therefore we do have to at least talk about? Did we tease them? We te- we tease them both. I mean, on another show, they might cut those teases out. But this is a raw feed, and fuck it, we do it live. So the teases have to stay. Therefore, we do need to at least touch on these two stories that we teased. I mean, you can tease and then not go through with it. Well, I mean, we could be a New Mutants-esque um, edgelord podcast where we tease and then we move it. Keep bumping it. Right. We could bump us talking about this letter to next week. Very new mutant style. But listen, we know next week's going to be packed. We got war with grandpa predictions next week. We got clapping for uh, the new mutants next week. So like next week is a packed show. I can't move anything to next week. Yeah. So let's really quick then talk about San Francisco having to okay. go ahead mm-hmm. to open, to reopen October 7th. They they said it's okay to do it a couple weeks ago, but uh, they're holding out. And the big thing, here's the big thing about San Francisco opening, reopening. Mm-hmm. No concessions. Mm-hmm. People are freaking out because they can't have their popcorn, because they can't have their gobstoppers, because they can't have their nacho bites. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this? Because we we all know that that's how movie theaters make their money. Mm-hmm. They make their money from concessions. Right. And if they can't sell concessions, then they might as well just not open. Right, right. Because weirdly, restaurants are allowed to be open where people are eating and they're eating, you know, six feet apart, but they're still eating near each other mm-hmm. in a confined space. Yet you can't go to a theater and eat something. 
Yeah. That's that's what people are taking umbrage with me. That, that I'm not I'm not saying right. that I'm not I don't have an opinion either. Well, I do have an opinion, but that statement was not an opinion. That was what people are saying. People are saying lots of people. Um I think I get the difference between food in a movie theater and food in a restaurant. There's just like to me at least a feel that if someone starts to take their mask off in a movie theater, they start eating in a movie theater, they are, you're a wild beast in a movie theater. You know, at a restaurant, people come in, they sit at their table, there seems like there's more separation there, but we know what happens in a movie theater. People are walking over each other, people are leaning, people are stretching out, they're going to the bathroom, coming back, walking past you. So the once the masks come off, I get how that is more nerving than it is in a restaurant. That said, yeah, not having concessions in a movie theater financially might not make sense for these theaters because they make so much money off of the Gobstoppers, so much money off of the theater hot dogs, you know, so much money off of the upcharge on the nacho cheese. It's it's hard to see if this will work, but I do have an idea. Great. So here's my idea. Like I said, the big problem with food in a movie theater is you got to take your mask off to eat food. So the mask is off. So what you need is food that does not require your mask to come off. Food that does not require, therefore, the use of one's mouth. Clayton, do you know what is the one way of getting food that does not require use of your mouth? Well, not an IV. An IV. Yes, an IV. An IV. An IV. So you just rethink what concession items are. So concession items are not, you know, nachos. They're not Goobers, they're not Mike and Ike's, they're not popcorn, they're not soda. They are IV drips, flavored IV drips. So saline, right? Isn't that saline? Yes, saline. You get a bag, you get a pole, you get a needle. And you get the tube that goes, you know, from the pole to the needle. You get a saline bag. you stick yourself. You stick yourself, Yeah. You're shown a video, you know, they could put this. I mean, we saw the great Regal videos that when the theaters reopened, they put that together. Um, so you put together a little, you well, grab you a couple. do it. You have Ma- uh, Maria uh, Manunos. Yes. I'd love yes. to see her stick a needle in her own arm. Yes. This is, you're right. This is a perfect, this is a perfect business for uh, our favorite pre-previews. Uh, advertisement company Nuvi is Nuvi starts producing videos that show theater goers how to use their concession saline bags. Yeah, I, do, can you taste the flavor through your veins? I mean, they're they're gonna have to figure out how to make that happen. So it might not be flavors; it might be like temperatures or pressure. You know, so you might not taste strawberry. You might not taste butter, you know, whatever, but maybe this type of saline 
um, really puts a lot of pressure on your veins. So you could, it's, 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 in the end, it's all about feeling something. You're, you know, people aren't eating because they're hungry. They're not eating (laughs) popcorn because they actually want food and sustenance. They just want to feel something. And I think these saline concessions could at least cover that. They can make you feel something. I mean, I'm for it. And I think, you know, if it could, I think, and if you told somebody that this was blue raspberry saline, they would taste it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In there, they would, once they put it in, they would just mentally conjure up that taste. Right, right, right. So, so I think this is, I think this is a great idea. I also think it's a sneaky way of getting people some of the nutrients that they need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because all the food, there's no healthy food at a movie theater. And I think, I think if we're moving forward in the evolution of theaters, which let's not think of this as a death. Let's think of this as a rebirth. Mm-hmm. One of my pet peeves about movie theaters is people pigging out. Mm-hmm. I don't understand other than monetary need why my watching experience needs to be marred with the chomping of popcorn yep the opening of bags yeah the rattling of junior mints in a box the slurping of soda the slurping of soda right that it that's not that's not a way to celebrate an art form by shoving your face in a giant bucket of popcorn. No. Nope. We need to elevate this experience. And I feel like saline solutions, those kind of things are actually good for you. Those would hydrate you. Yep. They would give you minerals that you need. Yep. This will then be a more positive experience, a healthy experience. Say a more the qui- a more quiet experience. Exactly. Saline is silent. There's no slurping of soda when you've got a saline drip in your arm in a movie theater. You know, I don't want to hear soda being slurped. If I want slurp, I'd go get ramen on Long Island. I don't want to hear people slurping soda. What if you could go to the theater, see a fine film, and walk out feeling refreshed and hydrated as opposed to so sick for your stomach from sugar and your mouth is dry from salt and butter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine that. You're going to have a generation that have, this is a health craze. This is like going to see the doctor. Yep. Only now I can go see Tom Cruise and also get get hydrated i get yep. the minerals and the and the things that i need i think this is great yeah i think it makes the future of movie going positive as opposed to you know rising obesity hypertension all these things you don't want your movie you don't want cinema to be in the same column as hypertension nope you want it to be uh, uh cured at the theater yeah and, and and now that I think of it, because if you think to a hospital, saline is always delivered on those like poles on wheels and they move them around from bed to bed. If we're eliminating concessions at a lot of these theaters and therefore we're eliminating the cup holder, 
that cup holder spot on an armrest, you just install a little pole there. It doesn't have to go all the way up. It goes up a, a foot or two. And that is where a person, they bought their saline solution bag. They sit at their seat. They attach the bag to the little pole that's on their armrest. And they take their saline solution from the concession stand. I think that's great. And and why stop there? Because I don't think it doesn't, if we're not eating, if it doesn't have to be eating, why don't you have a setup where people are sitting in their seats and they're a little bit elevated mm-hmm. so somebody can lie down underneath where their legs are? Okay. And you're getting a foot rub. Well, wait, who's giving you a foot rub? Someone's lying down under there. Somebody who works there. Somebody who works there. They're doing acupuncture, too. Yeah. They do acupuncture while you're watching the movie instead of eating. We're thinking this is down the road. This is not a during pandemic edition. No, obviously not. Obviously not. Gotcha. Okay, okay, okay. I'm saying this is in the future when you can, when we have theaters that are more health conscious more right. places where yes. you come out feeling better from yes. the experience as like you don't feel like you got another hemorrhoid. Yes. So it's because right now our saline solution and God, that's what it's called. This 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 the solution. N- th- this plan is the saline solution. Oh yeah, yeah. It's that's we're, we're movie theaters, Nuvi, of course. You announce it on Nuvi, Maria Menudos said, you, we are not selling concessions at movie theaters anymore so that everyone can keep their uh, Jason hockey masks on. So instead, we're introducing on Nuvi the saline solution. And that is where Marie Menudas tells you that on sale now at concessions are different flavors of saline bags. And she demonstrates on Nuvi how to give herself a needle right into your veins so that you could taste your multi-flavored saline solution. And then she's like, mm, raspberry. Yep. Yep. And she's got a mask on the whole time. She's wearing no, a Freddy mask. she can't mask. have a mask on. She's got it. That's the whole point. But she's got That's... it. They, Nuvi makes Maria Menudos a custom-made Maria Menudos mask. So, so you can't even tell. You can't tell. I mean, we know it's a mask. Because they they got to make sure to not do so good of a job that we don't think she's wearing a mask. So it's got to be obvious she's wearing a mask. But it looks enough like her that you're still getting your money's worth for having her in the show at all. Yeah. Okay. Because she's got she's got to wear a mask because it's just part of the demonstration. And obviously, Maria Menudo's is does she's totally fine. Um, but. She's got to wear a Marie Menudo's mask while she demonstrates how to uh, inject yourself with saline solution on Nuvi. Great. Great. So, so, I mean, San Francisco, I think that's the way to go. These theaters in San Francisco, they can't sell concessions, but you can sell saline solutions. And San Francisco's known for being cutting edge. Yep. Yep. Yeah, because right, didn't didn't isn't that where um isn't that isn't isn't Silicon Valley in um in San Francisco? Silicon Valley is there. They've always, of course, been very artsy, very progressive, and I think they are the perfect spot to change the face of what concessions are. 
It's not healthy. It's not disgusting, you know, uh, uh, food, unhealthy food that you shove in your mouth. Instead, it is nutrient rich solution that you put straight into your veins. Perfect. 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 So, Pat, we're at an hour. I don't think we need to talk about this letter. So we're not pushing it to next. The thing is, we teased it. Do we at least say what it is? I we think don't it's ha- just going to get us into a whole long conversation. And I think we've done our job tonight. I think we save theaters. This letter, let, all these people got together to write a letter to get bailed out by the government. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. All right. So if by people, we frank. mean like big Hollywood names all signed this letter asking the, for the movie industry to get a bailout. Yes. So NATO, which is the North American Theater Organization, the MPA, DGA, bunch of directors, bunch of uh, big muckety mucks wrote this letter and said, give us money. Give mm-hmm. us money. Bail us out. Well, and when well, they say what? us, they asked it. They the. All of these celebrity filmmakers, they're asking for money to go to the theaters, not to like Warner Brothers, Sony, you know, not to the movie producers themselves. They're looking to bail out the movie theaters themselves. And what I'm saying is Mm -hmm. grab a bucket and do it yourself like we're doing it. Yeah, I mean, it's I think... Yeah, not to get political, it is the government should be doing a lot more to help everybody. Um, it, but it comes down to where do you place movie theater owners in that long line of people and businesses that should have been treated better by the government? And maybe, maybe having Christopher Nolan and Judd Apatow be the ones to argue on your behalf isn't the best look. Listen, I think we want theaters to survive. Yes, yes. We wouldn't come up with these brilliant ideas if we didn't. We have other things to do with our time. Mm-hmm. Well, here, so, okay, here's what they should be signing is a letter that vouches for our ideas to save movies. That's what yeah. Judd Apatow should be signing. That's what Sofia Coppola should be signing. That is what Todd Phillips should be signing. They should be signing off on our saline solution. They should be signing off on our October promotion of Halloween movies where you have to wear uh, 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 Halloween villain masks. That's the letter. That's your letter right there. Yes. And, it, and if, It's and a if, hyperlink. Send, it's not a letter. It's a hyperlink. Well, yeah. I mean, listen, an open letter nowadays isn't actually an open letter. It's a medium article. True. But we still use the term letter. Um, I agree. Okay, that's true. So, yeah. I mean, listen, there's a lot of ways to look at this. I mean, I I think you're right. Neither of us want to get into where federal money should be going right now. Obviously, uh, you know, James Cameron thinks it should be going to movie theaters. That makes sense. I think I, I think I think it's it's everything. Er, all, uh, businesses have all businesses have been affected. So er, I do agree with you that people need help in general. And theaters are the theater owners are people. They're business yeah. owners. Right. Right. But so. is it a failing? 
how how well was the business actually being run beforehand and what innovations can they do to show we're ready for the future yes. that's what i'm saying is like the theater owners need to 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 take some of our ideas and pay for those ideas handsomely number one right and but if they also, want here's the thing if they want to get a bailout from the government and then use that federal bailout money to pay us to enact our ideas i'll sign that letter i mean i absolutely. think that makes sense yeah a- i'd add my name to that letter but they need to come up with something better than we're just not going to let you pump your own butter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. see that that's the weak sauce bullshit that they're coming up with right. so they need to say hey government here's our spectacular ideas mm-hmm. and then gimme 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 that's what yep. you, you need to show value. You need to show that you have a plan for the future. Yeah. And, so they, and we're giving them a plan for the future. Yes. Yes. So I think that makes sense. The government should give these theaters money and they should immediately funnel it to us for our ideas, which will then make everyone a lot more money. And then you could pay back the government and all that. So I think that's the way to go. Great. We did it. Great. So, Pat, where can they find us? You can, of course, well, one thing we sometimes forget to mention, you could leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're using, though ideally it's Apple Podcasts. So leave us a five-star review. In that five-star review of the B.O. Boys podcast, let us know which Halloween mask you plan on wearing to the movie theaters in October. Do you plan as going as Jason, as Freddy, as Scream, um, or what was the other one? Oh, Mike Myers. Which mask do you want to wear? Tell us or that. Darth in a, you can do or Darth, Darth Vader. Or Darth Vader. So you could tell us that in a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, or of course you could email us at thebeoboyspodcast at gmail.com. And of course, you know, we're not doing the Patreon right now. There's, like we said, people need help. They need the money. Yep. So we're not doing Patreon. But we will say, you got to check out our boy, jo- uh, um, sorry, Jake Vogelnest. Mm-hmm. You got you to gotta check his, his Patreon out. Uh, give to him because he's, he's doing some fun stuff. Yeah. And Pat, yeah. you you you've you've checked that out, right? You've looked at it. Yeah, I was looking at Jake Folgeness's Patreon and there is just a lot of cool stuff going on there. He's got uh Squirt TV clips on a certain tier and then on higher tiers you're getting full Squirt TV episodes if you sign up for his Patreon. So it's it's not about giving money there, it's about getting value. Um yeah, so a lot of cool stuff. You got to check out Jake Folgeness's Patreon. Yeah, so link in the show notes as always. Yep. Well, Pat, until next time, let's do it fast. Let's do this one fast. Ready? All right, here we go. Until next time. Until next time, we'll we'll smell smell you you at at the the box box office. office. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it.